Take the time to really listen to yourself. And even though you may feel like you want to push through, if you can just slow down and like feel into it, really like assess if it's in your best and highest interest, make the decision from that place versus feeling like you have to rush through it. Because one thing that I always am constantly trying to remember is like, it's okay if it doesn't happen today. Like there is a tomorrow, the sun will rise. Like, and honestly, nothing is really that important to like get too bent out of shape about. So if you can just slow down, breathe through it and not beat yourself up for getting it all done. Like I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves or can put so much pressure on ourselves to do and perform and, and you know achieve so much. Just taking all that away and and saving it for tomorrow, it's going to be just fine. You're still going to be moving. You're still going to be going forward in the direction you want to go. Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision. Through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning, and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything. And all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora. I'm your host. I am an educator, a photographic artist, and I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy. And let's talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. I am recording this intro for the podcast in bed. (laughs) I just landed in Atlanta. I have a week-long gig here. Um, And I'm about to go to sleep, but I actually really just felt like speaking this out loud. So today on the show, we have Megan Dahl, and she's talking to us about what it is to basically decide to start your business over, (laughs) to recognize when something is not working for you and choosing to pivot, choosing to change direction. And what I love so much about this is this idea that goes against, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) Because it depends on what definition of broke you're, you're thinking about or you're looking at. Right. So Megan had a very lucrative and successful a wedding photography business, and it was really wearing her down physically, mentally. Um, and we talk about the unique struggle where it can be really confusing and disorienting when you love what you do. You know, you love it so much that sometimes the boundaries can get blurred because there's not really an on and off switch. Um, so this is her story about how she kind of course corrected once she came to terms with the fact that this wasn't working for her 
and what she decided to do instead. And I just hope it serves as this like big fat permission slip to burn it all down. (laughs) No, to, to really stay aware of how you're feeling in your life, in your business, in your art, in your work, in your parenting. And, you know, just doing something a certain way because it's the way that it always has been done is not a good enough reason, you know? And this topic is very near and dear to me right now, as well as I'm currently in the development stage of this course that I'm creating about really honing in on your vision uh, and being so present to it that you're able to tap into it and create from that place um, in any situation. And I think that a huge part in knowing your voice and knowing what it is that you're trying to create is having this connection to your truth. And sometimes that means having to do the uncomfortable thing. Sometimes that means when a client is looking at you with an expectation to tell them what to do with their hands, that you resist encouraging a pose and you direct them more inward to themselves. And because that's what you believe in and you really are aspiring more to have them be comfortable rather than um, acquiesce and play into the role of the quote unquote professional. And of course I have all the answers. Let me tell you the answers because I think the best coaches, the best teachers, the best humans, instead of speaking for someone else or taking on the role just because it seems to be the expectation, I think that the more powerful choice is to always direct someone back inward towards themselves, you know, with support and you know, whatever the situation calls for in your heart. But how did I get here? How did I get to talking about this? I don't, (laughs) this is what happens when I start recording a podcast intro at midnight uh, after a flight. (laughs) Anyway, um, I was working on the course on the plane as well. So that's why it's really top of mind um, and tied to this topic that we're talking about today. Anyway, um, if you're interested in learning more about Megan, her links will be in the show notes. She is up to some really interesting stuff. Um, She talks a lot about the art of the sale. um, And, and yes, I'm so thrilled to bring you this conversation of a real life artist that, is choosing to create that balance and own that balance of, you know, work and play and, um, and really did a brief thing in course correcting. I love getting to hear her thoughts behind the moves that she made and 
I hope that you find some inspiration in here. Okay, without further ado, here's Megan. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Help Me See. And today we have a special guest, Megan Dole. Megan is a photographer and an educator, so obviously very near and dear to my heart. And I'm so excited to talk with you today, Megan. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. And I will just say this. My last name is just Dahl. <laughs> oh, Dahl. I love it. <laughs> oh, I know. I love that you're trying to put a spin on it because everybody is like, is that really your last name? I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> straight up doll i always i think that uh you know like when my parents moved here from like the scandinavia it was d-a-h-l but oh. because there were so many in minnesota so many swedes and norwegians in the area that they changed it to d-o-l-l just to be different so a little backstory but it is just doll <laughs> awesome <laughs> welcome megan doll i love it yes, how are you today I'm great. I'm great. It's been a, a fun morning. This is one of my days that I dedicate to education. So to the education side of my business. So it's been really fun. Oh, love it. Love it. So today, Megan and I are going to have a conversation around what it looks like when you're in a business that you love so much, or you have a craft like photography or what have you that you love so much. And the line between you know, rest and play, work and personal gets really hazy and blurred and how easy that can be. Um, but before we get into that conversation, I would just love to know, Megan, how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think to start from like the very beginning, like I was just always one of those kids that was like obsessed with photography. I had a family of photographers in my um, like my uncle was a photographer. My granddad was a photographer. He had a dark room in his basement. So it just like, everybody was always taking pictures around me. And when, I mean, I found a journal when I was 10 years old, that was like, when I grow up, I want to be a photographer or a ballerina. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's about right. <laughs> um, so it's just always been kind of ingrained in me. And so when I started taking pictures in high school, it was just like an instant love affair of just like exploration. And like, you know, I just remember being like struck so deeply and to the point where my teacher was like, are you okay? Cause I was like frozen in time and just like, like couldn't even like move. I was so like inspired and shook and like, just like it, it hit me really hard. Okay. What about it? Pause. What, what was it that you were seeing? Because I had like similar experience. Yeah, it was the decisive moment. Are you familiar with Henry oh, Cartier-Bresson? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, are you, oh. like yeah. what is going on here? It was just yeah. like, I it just it just struck me like how impactful an image can be in just capturing that one tiny moment in time. And it's just like if you wait for it, line it up, and just like set yourself like it's just so like. I don't know, visually like orgasmic. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> it is in this. I've, I've goosebumps, so I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah. I, I remember in high school, my high school photography class, it was the same thing, exactly what you're describing. So I resonate so hard. I, I had been taking it for a while. I loved it. But then I came across um, 
Jim Goldberg's work. Um, he does the series The Rich and the Poor with the black and whites of the families and then the writing. They would uh, oh. write whatever they felt about the picture when they looked at it. And there was something about that because all that I had seen before was like you know, flowers and fashion. And but yeah. when I saw that, my brain went <coughs> like it. I totally started fritzing out like, oh, wait a minute. This new world opened. And that's exactly what you're describing. I just had yeah. to interject. I love yeah. that. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's when you like to find a passion like that, you know, at, at a young age like that. I feel like it's such a gift because from that point on, I was just like be lining towards it. So I was like, I got to college. I was, you know, I took a photography course and I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And my parents were all like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you need a real job. You need to like, you know, get a paycheck. And how are you going to do this? I was like, don't worry, I got it. I'll figure it out. Like, it was just, I was just so like focused on it. Um, so uh, after college, I started a wedding business um, I shot, I had, I built that up for about 10 years and I had this great wedding business and I had shooters underneath me. I had all these people like doing their own weddings. We were, it was wonderful. And it was also the most exhausting thing I've ever done. <laughs> and it ended up, um, sort of breaking my spirit in a way because I realized how physically challenging it was to shoot at that high level and that capacity and that length and all of that. And so I just got to a huge like breaking point of like, I can't do this. Like I cannot do this anymore. And it was a real like um, pivot in my life where I was like, how am I going to, I love photography so much. And the thought of like breaking up with photography, like there was no other choice for me. Like I, I can't, not take pictures. Like, I love this. This is my path, but I couldn't do this part of it anymore. So I was like, okay, well, something's got to happen. I need to pivot and need to do something. And so, um, I just like pulled the plug on weddings in 2008, <laughs> which is like a terrible time to pull the plug on anything. You remember the housing crisis and the economic crisis, everything like collapsing around us. So I was, but I was like, so to my brim, I was like, it's, you can't go on anymore. So, I quit weddings and then I switched to portraits. You know, a lot of my clients, uh, you know, everybody gets married, has babies. So it seemed like a very easy, like, you know, transition. And I just started spreading the word and um, ran a group on and <laughs> got all sorts of crazy with that. But uh, that's a totally different topic. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Um, and then, um, and then here I am, and I've been running this portrait business for the last 10 years, uh, 12 years now, it seems. Yep, 12 years. And it's just been like so incredibly rewarding. And I just feel so grateful to have this gift of a business. And I just, yeah, here I am. <laughs> That's amazing. What, um, what helped you to find your way towards the education side of things and sharing that knowledge with other photographers? Yeah, you know, it started several years ago where I was just like, I, I was asked to speak at the Minnesota Photographers Association convention. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, really? This is like, you want to hear from me? And, and you know, I, I had been talking a bit about like the artwork that I like to pr provide for people and, you know, 
I think in my community, in my town, I'm known for that. And so, um, so I did a whole presentation about like just the art of the sale and how to, how to create heartfelt art for clients to create a business that will, you know, really be profitable and sustainable and just provide so much joy and, you know, be rewarding for you. And, um, and that's kind of what snowballed it, but it was a very slow, slow, slow start. So I just started like, you know, contributing to like blog posts and our other like websites and just being a contributor to certain things. And then it wasn't until 2020 that I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody was having a whole existential crisis in 2020. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? How am I serving? What can I do more of? Or what do I want to do less of? And um, so that's when the real pivot sh- came for for the education. And I just started focusing more on it. And um, yeah, so I've been doing it for a couple of years now and it's just growing and growing and it's really fun. How are you, I know it's different in terms of like the hours and probably the intensity of the day, weddings and portraiture and family, um, stuff like that. But what did you decide to like put in place or like, what was your mindset going into portraiture in an effort to not repeat the pattern that had happened with with the wedding business you know well the the whole idea of making the switch was that okay babies and families are like half hour 45 hour long sessions they can be longer but they're really kind of like there's they're shorter <laughs> so that was like part of it just like physically what am i capable of because really the amount of work physically that weddings required for me, it, it literally, it, like when I say it broke my body down, like it broke my body down. Like I had to go to a hand therapist just from carrying all those heavy cameras and lenses. And I had herniated a disc and I had like, you know, it was really like physically crushing me. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So knowing that when I switch to portraits, that's what's going to, I'm going to already have lightened my load so much. Um, but it was interesting because when I, when you love what you do, you want to work at it all the time anyway. So it still kind of came up a little bit just in a different way. Like all of a sudden I started getting like wrist problems from all the, you know, computer time or, you know, just like you, it's still like, you still want to work all the time when you love what you're doing. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that until it starts like causing problems in your life or causing problems to you physically or mentally, or just like, you know, maybe somehow stagnating some other part of your life, then it's time to take a good hard look at like, okay, it's time to just peel away, open it up, you know, like let some of that go. You don't need to be working every night. You can have a social life. You can do the things that normal people do. And so it's, it's really been a balancing act and I still struggle and I still, you know, I'm a work in progress. Um, but I, I've gotten so much better at it. <laughs> what? I'm like, you can have a life. Um, what, <laughs> what kind of boundaries have you set in place for yourself? Oh yeah. So I, well, first of all, Sunday is a hard, no hard boundary. Like I never work on a Sunday and Um, yeah, I just, you know, I think it started as a joke. Like it's the Lord's day. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not like a hugely spirit, like religious person, but I'm very spiritual. But I was like, it's my day. It's like my day. I need, it's my self-care day and I'm going to dedicate my 
my Sunday to myself. So um, and it kind of started with weddings because after a Saturday wedding, you're just like so crushed by the next day. You can hardly move. So it's like you've been hit by a truck. But now it's just like, you know, I'm going to self-care Sunday every Sunday. So that's my one hard boundary. I also I don't really shoot on the weekends hardly at all anymore. Um, so I think a lot of photographers get in the mindset that they have to catch the golden hour. They have to shoot nights and weekends, right? And they have to shoot on Saturdays to to like, or weekends to like get the right clients. And I just have been like, never really a purveyor of that mindset. Like, I'm like, my hours are just like everyone else's. Well, they're a little different, but like 10 to five, you know, and that's when we shoot. And if you want to come, then you will come. And if you don't, then I'm sure there's a million other photographers out there that you can find. So um, so I, I, around the busy season, which is this time of year, I do shoot one Saturday a month, but I have just gotten really selective and like really picky. If it's not necessary, you know, most times people want to get out of work or they, you know, not everybody works for homes. So they can come for lunch or they can, you know, there's come after school. And so it all works out. I think that it's really easy to forget just how much freedom and power and autonomy we have in this like in any business that you're creating on your own really i mean i i remember that i used to feel this um i don't know kind of like an insecurity around how i didn't think i needed to only shoot around golden hour but everyone was like oh yeah like i would see all the forums being like oh they wanted to shoot at this time and i said no way i'm like but why? <laughs> I know. I love that. I've never understood that either. I actually love it. I love it. Like I had a home session the other day and it was like this horrible stormy day. And I was like, this is going to be exciting. Like, how am I going to make this work? Oh, my it's like gosh. just such a fun challenge. And they were gorgeous. The photos were gorgeous. And, you know, so oh my gosh, I am with you one trillion percent. I had a few recently and it was like the highest sun, like basically near noon in a small backyard slash in the house that and the house is really dark my favorite session i've ever done i'm like there's so much beauty in the constraints of what is and if you can walk into wherever you are and not feel panic and let that cloud you then there's just such a world open i feel like that's a metaphor for like everything in life yeah What do you what do you find to be a common thing that your your students come to you for? Uh, most people that I've been talking to of recently are coming to me for more like strategy and just like how do I set this up so that it's not going to crush my life? Like they're at the point they're at the breaking point where like this isn't sustainable. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if I want to do this and it seems like that's where they find me. And and that's my sweet spot is just like, you know, setting a business up so that it's not going to ruin the rest of your life, you know, so that you can, it, you can grow it. It can, it can like flourish and like really um, thrive, but it's not going to like make you stay up till 2 a.m. editing. It's not going to, you know, make you work every weekend. It's not going to take time away from your family. It's not going to take, you know, just so you kind of like they, I help people iron all of that out and just get all the systems in place so that you can have a life. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, and then like, ironically, I, it seems like when you start to 
be a little bit more hard-lined about your boundaries and giving yourself the space from your business. It's not taking away from your business because you're showing up to your business fresh and with like this renewed energy Mm -hmm. and purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you just get a a lease on life, you know? It's like each day is new and you're like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about your vision for your photography specifically like what is it that you're looking for and I love knowing that your inspiration point began with Henri Cartier-Bresson I'm like wow (laughs) sophisticated high schooler (laughs) Um, yeah so my vision for my photography is really just to like be the mirror for people to just see the love in their life you know Um, I feel like I'm not a parent, so I, I can't speak for this, but I feel like as I have witnessed, it's hard for people to like see through the everyday and really see like like why why they're doing it all, what's it all for. And so I just want to be that little window into like the why and like bring the beauty and bring the and bring the the love and just like show them the love you know, of their family. So when they see their photos, they're going to like, you know, feel that little well in their heart, that little flutter when they walk by them in their home or, you know, when they're looking through their album, they're going to like be taken back to that stage and age of their kids' lives and that like, you know, that fun moment we had or they had in the studio. It's really simple. You know, I've really kind of tailored my style and my, the, the way that I work with people to just be like, as easy as possible. Like I only shoot in the studio. I do shoot some stuff like on location or outdoors if people have been with me and they require or request it. But otherwise I just make it really simple and keep it really classic and really neutral and just like, you know, capture the love. (laughs) You know, it's so funny as you're speaking, I can't help but assume that like that vision and that, um, ethos is probably mirrored to your students, right? Because I'm sure you're mirroring back to them what it is they're coming at you with, but they're not seeing just the way sometimes parents can struggle seeing the love in their life. Like where are the points in their business where it's draining versus energizing? Yeah, that's a really good point. I bet, I bet that's really true. And yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. I've never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, see, look, I, and I reflect you back to you. This is what you Thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but that's all, that's all of life, right? Like we're all just a big old reflection. Yes. Yes. That's all it is. Um, so what is going on for you right now? What do you have on top, like in your business? What's going on with you at the moment? Um, at the moment I am working on doing, um, well, a few things. So I am working on a workshop with some focus on like getting over the fear of social media and like how to help people over that hurdle. Cause I feel like that's something that's coming up a lot that people are just like, kind of have this, like, you know, just I don't even know what the word is, but they just like 
what is the word? They have a block around it and they can't get through it. And they are scared to post, don't want to post, don't want to feel a slave to it. Like I get it. I totally understand. But it has become such a um, integral part of doing business in this, in this way, in this world, especially for photographers. So um, just helping people with the hurdle there and getting them past that. So I'm kind of putting together this workshop that's going to be at the end of the month for that. Um, it's busy season in the portrait world. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm really trying to do this season is to not feel the overwhelm. And it's, it usually starts for me this around this time of year. And, um, so I'm like, okay, what are we going to do differently this year that we didn't do last year? How can, how can we do it better than last time? You know, it's cause it, it does inevitably, um, seem to like reach a crescendo and it's like, uh, it feels a little too, I feel a little too exhausted by the end of December than I want to. And I also, I'm like, what happened to fall? It's like my favorite season. And I'm like, it's gone. And I'm like, I want to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's, You're like, I want to enjoy an apple orchard without a camera on my face. Oh, exactly. I want to do the fun things. <laughs> so it's like the ongoing, like juggling act, you know, like how do you balance it? Right. And especially, and now too, where it's, it's the portrait and it's the, the education, the juggle, you know, w- with the overwhelm, I'm curious, it seems like you're so, you have a very grounded presence um, shooting style. You're like, oh, it's a cloudy day. Well, that's exciting. You know, very open to those kind of things. Is it the sheer volume of work that can be overwhelming? It is. Yeah. Be- and because people tend to order more this time of year because they're trying to get like holiday gifts and like things like that. So there's like the influx of, you know, I shoot a lot of newborns. I shoot a lot of babies. So that happens like year round. But at a certain point, people come back once a year. And so it's like all those clients and they all want to come between like September and December because they want gifts for the holidays. They want the holiday cards. They want, you know, they, they've got the extra income. I feel like everybody always has more money this time of year because, you know, versus like April when everybody's like just dealing with taxes. Um, so people just buy more. And so we do a lot of like artwork and albums and frames. So it's just a lot more like high touch and like getting all the things in in line and ready for them so yeah I forgot you do in-person sales that makes total sense that is a huge part of it no wonder you have incredible artwork all around you (laughs) yes yes love it you're probably people's favorite person for the holidays like oh yes I know the perfect gift that everyone kind of like Santa you are (laughs) Oh my like, gosh. You think about grandma and mom and like your aunt. They're like, oh my God, you're so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> perfect. Oh, I love oh it. I love it. Um so before we come to a close, is there anything that is just on top for you that you feel like is really important to include in this conversation of you know keeping your passion alive like whatever it is you're doing whether it's photography or it's something else some other craft that you're doing that kind of feels like a slippery slope of I like it so I love it so much that I can't find space for myself in that world yeah I think you know we all have intuition into like what's going to be serving us best and we all have intuition into 
um, you know, things that aren't serving us best. And if you just can, I guess the biggest thing I would say is just take the time to really listen to yourself. And even though you may feel like you want to push through, if you can just slow down and like feel into it and like really like assess if it's in your best and highest interest, make the decision from that place versus like feeling like you have to rush through it. Because one thing that I always am constantly trying to remember is like, it's okay if it doesn't happen today. Like there is a tomorrow, the sun will rise. Like, and honestly, nothing is really that important to like get too bent out of shape about. So if you can just slow down and just like breathe through it and not beat yourself up for getting it all done. Like, I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves or can put so much pressure on ourselves to like do and perform and, and, you know, achieve so much. It's like just taking all that away and, and saving it for tomorrow. It's going to be just fine. You're still going to be moving. You're still going to be going forward in the direction you want to go. So that's kind of the biggest thing that I always try and remember and focus on. Yeah. Yeah, I try. I I feel that my um my mother in law is a a nurse. I'm like, okay, I'm not saving someone's life right now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> all is well. All is well. Just breathe. Well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, Megan, where can we follow you? I'll put whatever Megan's links are. I'll put them in the show notes. But can you let us know where we can find more from you? Absolutely. So you can find my educational platform at the Art of the Sale at the art of the sale and that's on Instagram or the art of the sale.com. Uh, and then my photography platform or website is just megandoll.com. And then the Instagram is at love Megan doll. So wherever you want to follow along, I try and be as present there as possible. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Megan. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast. <laughs>